In the last 12 months, we have been ceaselessly bombarded by claims that America is a racist society in which black people are oppressed by white people. This is a truly astonishing claim because nothing could be further from the truth. You can conduct a quick reality check yourself. Despite their fervent accusations of racism, those who make them have not been able to point to a single racist law, ordinance, or practice in the whole of the United States. This holds true across the spectrum, the federal, state, and local levels. If the United States were indeed an institutionally racist society, you could surely find at least one law or practice in this vast nation to support your contention. But they cannot do it and that for a good reason, there aren't any. Please mark this well, in the whole of the United States there is not a single law or ordinance that can be identified as racist or discriminatory. There has not been one for at least five decades. Please do contemplate the implications of this. The only, proof, of racism offered is underrepresentation in some areas and overrepresentation in others. But this situation is not due to racism or discrimination. The reason why blacks are underrepresented among neurosurgeons, for example, is the same reason they are overrepresented in the NBA, the NFL, and in many areas of entertainment. It is fundamentally a matter of inclination, availability, skill, and talent. Similarly, the reason why we have proportionally more black people arrested for violent crimes than white people is that black people commit violent crimes at greater rates than white people. In fact, black people have by far the highest crime rates of any racial demographic in the United States. Nor is this disproportion a result of some underlying racist policies or practices. It has been repeatedly shown that this situation is largely due to the moral breakdown of the black community where nearly two-thirds of children now grow up in broken families. Such children are many times more likely to commit violent crimes than children from intact homes. And once this state of affairs becomes established, it often ends up being a vicious circle. According to The Atlantic, kids have a habit of imitating their parents' criminal behavior. It's no wonder, then, that by one measure, 10% of families account for two-thirds of criminals. This is the true reason for high rates of black incarceration, not racism. Children from broken families are also far more likely to underperform in school, which is one of the reasons why blacks are underrepresented in professions that require high levels of educational attainment such as neurosurgery. The notion that blacks in America are oppressed by white people is a complete lie. The exact opposite is, in fact, the case. Rather than being discriminated against, American blacks enjoy special rights, privileges, and advantages that are unavailable to white Americans. These advantages extend into every aspect of America's public life and can be traced to legislation passed back in the 1960s. As Paul Craig Roberts put it recently, a system of racial privileges for blacks was forced on universities, employers, and the population. Less qualified blacks were given preference over more qualified whites in university admissions, employment and promotion. Freezes are used against white admissions, employment, and promotion until racial balance is achieved. Rather than being institutionally oppressed, American blacks have been accorded a whole array of institutional advantages over whites. This represents a truly remarkable state of affairs because it stands as the only known instance in history whereby a racial majority in power has voluntarily agreed to relinquish its standing and allow discrimination against themselves in favor of a racial minority. We urge you to pause and spend some time contemplating the profound significance of this. Never before has such a thing happened in the annals of mankind. Can you conceive of any other race that would ever do such a thing? Can you imagine an Arab majority voluntarily discriminating against themselves in favor of blacks? Can you imagine the Chinese doing this?
Poor Indians. As far as blacks themselves they have been known, when in power, to be among some of the most ruthless oppressors of other races and ethnicities. Can you imagine a ruling black majority in any country relinquishing its power and discriminating against themselves in favor of a minority? This is simply unimaginable. And yet white Americans have done precisely this. They are the only racial group in history about whom such a thing can be said. This is a historic achievement and a powerful testimony to the intrinsic kindness and goodwill of white Americans. The help that white Americans have extended to blacks is not limited to voluntary self-abnegation, reverse discrimination, and preferential treatment. In 2012, for example, nearly half of the black population have been on some kind of federal means-tested program. According to the data provided by the United States Census Bureau, at 41.6%, blacks were more likely to participate in government assistance programs in an average month, than any other racial demographic. As a point of comparison, black participation in these programs was three times the rate of non-Hispanic whites. Thus, over the years, trillions of dollars have been pumped into the black community through various government initiatives. From nearly 30 trillion spent on the war on poverty, a disproportionate share has flowed into the black community. According to the analysis by Independent Institute, the estimated aggregate cost of the war on poverty is nearly $28 trillion, which is three and a half times higher than the $8 trillion total price tag of every major war since the American Revolution. If we make the assumption that the rate of black participation in the war on poverty-related programs has historically been around 40%, see here black people would have received more than $10 trillion in government transfer payments as part of this initiative alone. Reparations, anyone. And do you remember Barack Obama, a black man, who was elected president of the United States almost solely because of the color of his skin? Were Mr. Obama white, he would have stood no chance of being catapulted to the highest office in the land given his rather limited accomplishments at the time of his candidacy. Furthermore, Barack Obama was elected president not once but twice with most of his votes coming from white people. Given the feeble condition of Joe Biden, it is quite likely that we will have another black president soon. Like Barack Obama, Kamala Harris has been selected for her high post almost solely on the basis of the color of her skin. How could this occur in an allegedly racist society? How can a prospect of two black presidents in quick succession come about in a nation that discriminates against black people? This would simply be absurd. In light of all this, how can anyone claim with a straight face that America is a racist country? Such accusations run in complete contravention of reality and are leveled for political reasons by those, mostly leftists, who are keen on weakening American society through strife and division. To claim that America is a racist country constitutes one of the most egregious forms of gaslighting we have seen. If you truly care about racial justice, modern white Americans should be held out and celebrated as an unprecedented example of racial empathy. Never before has any racial group extended such an effort and displayed such a sincere desire to help and elevate another racial group as white Americans have done toward their black fellow citizens. Rather than being slandered by political opportunists, white America should be praised and celebrated for its unprecedented acts of racial goodwill. No race has, indeed, done more for another race than white Americans have done for their black compatriots. This is the true racial story of modern America.